Welcome to the Found Her Podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Shannon. And we are the filmmaker, photographer, and co-founders of Found Her Productions. Together, we capture the essence of women so they can communicate their truth with confidence and ease. Through working with our clients, we've learned that each of their stories are so unique and to our surprise, mostly non-linear. We believe these stories deserve to be heard to inspire women along their own journey to finding themselves and creating the life that they truly desire. This podcast is where badass, trailblazing boss ladies will expose the ups, the downs, and everything else involved in creating their own path in work and in life. So sit back, get comfy, and get ready to be inspired. Welcome back to the Founder Podcast. Today we'll be interviewing one of our amazing clients, Carrie Fisher. Carrie is originally from South Africa and is now based out of Toronto. She recently packed up a successful career in the floral industry to launch a brand new career as a painter. And as if that's not exciting enough, we recently discovered that Carrie is also training to become a professional consultant through the Proctor Gallagher Institute. If you're not sure what that means, don't worry, we'll chat more about that with Carrie along with lots of other fun things. But before we dive in, I'm going to pass the mic to my business spouse, Kelsey, to tell you a bit more about how we originally connected with Carrie. <laughs> I love the casual use of business spouse there, <laughs> Shannon. <laughs> uh, late last year, when Carrie reached out to work with us to create content for her painting practice, we were so impressed to learn that she was just very fresh into the process of shifting her creative career from her floral business to her now painting practice. And because she is such a seasoned entrepreneur, she knew where it was important to invest her resources with her new business right off the hop so she could show up like a boss right away. And now Carrie is launching yet another career and she just makes this whole process look so easy. And we think she's so courageous and such a great example of creating and following your own path. So, good morning, Carrie. Good morning. Welcome. How are you Thank today? You. Uh, I'm doing so well. This is so exciting. As you know, Yay. I always gush with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do with you as well. So the feelings are mutual. <laughs> yes, that, that's a great segue into the way we'd like to start things out today, uh, which yes. is by inviting you to brag about something you're feeling especially proud of right now. It can be anything at all. There's no win that is too big or too small. Um, the brag spotlight mm -hmm. is something we have each of our guests do with the purpose of normalizing women speaking out proudly and confidently about their accomplishments. We think that when you shine your light, you allow others to shine theirs too. So Carrie, spotlight's on you. Let's have it. Okay. Um, <laughs> perfect. I mean, I was writing about this this morning in my journal. I like to um, acknowledge a win every day. Oh, um, nice. Just to sort of, um, yeah, I feel like you guys understand, you know, when you're moving forward and growing so much, you tend to forget um, how far you've come. So um, I was actually writing about um, a big win this morning. Um I think my biggest win right now is how much I've stepped into this bigger version of myself. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been, I don't know, focused on, you know, personal development and mindset work for like 15 months now. And 
I've just like realized like I'm operating from this place of who I ultimately want to become. And I'm like, I am her. Um, or at least I'm believing that I am um, her right now. So um, yeah, I want to acknowledge that. I want to just acknowledge how um, the win of just showing up and being my C-type self and um, believing that I'm I'm capable of anything and I'm enjoying the process of having fun. It's easy. Um, that's my win, my, my new belief system and just living it right now. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. <laughs> That's amazing. That amazing. Can you back up just a little bit? You mentioned the term C-type self, and I'd yes, love for you just say that. <laughs> to give a little context as to what that means for anyone that's not sure. For sure. Um, and it's funny because I know that you guys know what C-type self <laughs> yeah, is yeah. because we, um, I know you through the work of discovering what uh, a C-type uh, self is. Mm-hmm. Um but it's it's essentially the the ultimate version of yourself, who you ultimately want to become in life, um, based on your belief system, based on your accomplishments, based on um, how you view yourself and others and the world around you. Um, I mean, I don't know if other people have like a vision board, but I do, <laughs> and it's like loaded with C type qualities. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, it's got my family, it's got my, my dream home. It's got my dream profession, like painted out in, in visuals. Um, it's, yeah, in essence, it's who you, it's your like higher self Mm -hmm. essentially. Yeah. That's amazing. Very empowering. It's a very empowering yeah position to be in. Mm -hmm. Yes, it Mm -hmm. is. So what's your C-type self up to these days? What are you working on? Who is she? Um, (laughs) What aren't you working on? on, (laughs) I'm working on big things. I mean, I, um, you know, so I, I met you guys obviously through, through mindset work, through thinking into results, the program that, um, that, I've been studying for the past 15 months and grown to absolutely love to the point mm-hmm. where um, it's just taken me on this wild, wild and wonderful journey of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, my C-type self, um, it's just, I don't know, it's this beautiful feeling of like finally knowing where where I'm going and who I am and where I should be. Actually, you know what? I, I, I retract that. Where I'm going is still this like beautiful blur of like, I don't totally know, but I'm very mm-hmm. comfortable just being on the journey. That can be a difficult thing, I think, mm-hmm. to be comfortable with, but it's part of the process of getting there, mm-hmm. the journey. Um, and it's not always, it's not always pretty. Mm-mm. No, it's not. Do you have do you have moments of discomfort on your journey ever, or is it always feeling easy for you? Because you make it look so easy. Yeah. Do I? You do. Oh, you do. God. Yeah. Um, you know what? Is it very recently, like very very recently, I decided um, to create an affirmation around um, everything I'm doing and everything I'm working towards is fun and it's easy. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. Um, I've made the the error of assuming that it's going to be difficult before I even set out. And, um, mm-hmm. and it is, it becomes difficult. So my, 
like I'm a big risk taker. I think that I've, it's just always been in me to, I don't know, just like set big goals and go for them no matter what. Um, I mean, when I first worked with you guys, you know that that was a big, you know, like I, I had to step up and, and create a different version of myself um, in order to do the shoot with you guys. It was way mm-hmm, totally. out of my comfort zone. Um, and I, I approached it in the mindset of this is going to be so hard. This is going to be so hard. And it was very mm-hmm. hard to get to the point where we actually like set up for the shoot. Um <laughs> Up until very recently, when I've decided through affirmations that I was, you know, things were just going to be, my whole approach was just going to be, it's fun and it's easy. And that is honestly, like that has completely changed my mindset and changed my my whole vibration around everything that I'm doing lately is just fun and easy. But yeah, up until this point, um, when I've set big goals and taken big risks, um, I've allowed myself to think that it was, or just assuming that it was going to be difficult. And it was difficult, um, terribly uncomfortable leading up to the first shoot that I did with, I say first shoot with you guys, cause I know there's going to be more, um, <laughs> leading up to that, that shoot was like f- terrifying, terrifying to the point where I thought that I was going to have to reschedule the day before oh, no. because oh, I, I allowed myself to assume that it was bigger than me mm-hmm. and it's, that was not true. So how did you work through that? Because we didn't postpone the shoot. We ended up doing it the day that we were supposed to. You showed up. Mm-hmm. I showed up because um, I, n- I know now through the mindset work that, that, I, that I do that um, postponing it would just allow for fear and worry and doubt to creep in, um, that I just had to... I had to tackle it right there and then. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, and that's just what I'm learning through this whole journey is, my God, we are so much more powerful than we allow mm-hmm. ourselves to believe. And when we just go for it and we just we just do it, like, who cares? Like, let's imagine yes. that I had, I mean, the, so I, I did the shoot with you guys um, because I wanted, I was, stepping into this role as a contemporary painter. And I mean, you know, this, that I booked the shoot before I had even done a painting. Like that's <laughs> how, that's how much we love that so much was, about you. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> that's how much I was into, um, just stepping into this bigger version of myself. But I mean, the night before the shoot, I p- painted over the painting that you were shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband said, cancel the shoot. It's fine. Just delay it. And I knew, I just knew that, um, that that was not the way to go. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. that I didn't because, um, something much more powerful came over me and I created the painting again and I showed up on time the next day with all my, all my pieces in place and we just did it. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually had very little to do with the art. It had very little to do with the painting. It wasn't a promotional shoot to sell a painting. It was a mm-hmm. promotional shoot for me mm-hmm. and selling myself to me. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, had I canceled it? Whatever. I mean, <laughs> no, that wasn't an option. Had I not <laughs> had a painting, we would have just shot me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we would have with some paintbrushes and yeah. yeah. 
Um, I'd love to give a little context on your story. Um, And I think a really interesting part of your story in particular is the shifting of careers and making those decisions because that can be a really intimidating thing for people. And so it's always great to hear um, others' experiences with that. So Mm -hmm. before you hired us as Carrie, the contemporary painter, you were in the floral industry and running what seemed to be a very successful floral business. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what that was like and how you decided to kind of let that go and move into something else. Sure. Um, So I actually, um, funny, because it seems to be a trend through through this chat, I guess. (laughs) Um, I I had never, um, I'd never believed that I could operate my own business. I come from... um, a very successful family of um, uh, like hospitality entrepreneurs. My dad and my brother are in hospitality and they've always been very successful. And my dad's almost mentored my brother, but I sort of followed the path of my mom. She's an artist, stay-at-home mom. Um, and I never believed that I could do what my brother does. And um, it took my mentor at the time to tell me, like, of course you can. Like, it was mm-hmm. almost like, such a ridiculous thought why do you think you were believing that because it was um just all that I knew like you know I'm sure my dad loved me as much as my brother but it was just they gravitated towards each other in this Mm. um this familiarity this love for hospitality and and um and running a business so I and maybe I didn't show up the same way that my brother did so I didn't really give my dad the the incentive to take me under his wing um Mm. so you know I went through what like 32 years of believing that I couldn't run a business but always had this like feeling inside me that I wanted to that Mm -hmm. I wanted more and I took this mentor telling me of course you can and in that instant I was like okay I have to prove it to myself so I don't even know. I think maybe I was gardening at the time. So I had some relationship with flowers and it was just like that was what fell into my lap. So I pursued um, um, opening my own floral design business. I knew nothing about the industry. I knew nothing about flowers, to be honest. I took a three week class um, on floral design. Um, Any of my florist friends listening to this now are probably like rolling their eyes. Like there's so much more. I know now there's so much more to floral design than a three-week course. Um, But I threw myself into it and I did everything I I needed to do to to learn the industry. And um, yeah. And so two years into that business, I had uh, my son and my priorities changed and I had grown so much already just from putting myself into, a, you know, an uncomfortable position of learning an industry and learning. A, it's a very, very difficult business as well. Uh, floral mm. design, event floral design, especially. Lots of variables in there, I would imagine, to consider for every project. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like it's physically very intense. You're working with people on their most emotional day. Um, your materials have a lifespan you got to work with. Exactly. Yeah. You're working Mm -hmm. with a perishable item under Mm -hmm. like extreme weather conditions. Um, but anyway, the whole point of my, of throwing myself into this new venture was for, for growth to prove to myself that I could do it. 
Um, but like I said, I had my son, my priorities changed. And I think I just started to, like I had proven to myself that I could do it. And so over the years following my this the birth of my son, I started to just withdraw a little bit from the business. Flash forward to the pandemic, I my industry changed completely mm-hmm. and I had to adapt and um, I didn't want to continue with the floral industry I was just like itching for more so to made have enough. the drive to uh, adapt to the yeah. changes that were yeah exactly so I knew I had to make another change a big one mm. so. yeah and so that's when you shifted into your painting yes um so why painting did you have ex- uh, experience a background in in art or what motivated that choice? Yeah, um, I've always been an artist. Um, I've always been creative. Both of my parents are, are artists. Um, my mom is a brilliant, brilliant artist. And so mm-hmm. she taught me from a very young age um, how to draw and how to paint. And um, throughout my adult life, I dabbled with like every creative medium, medium possible. Um, <laughs> and so I guess when, you know, when the pandemic hit in the middle of lockdown we're all trying to decide how we're going to shift and adapt our businesses um knowing that I just didn't have that that fire in me anymore to just like make my my floral business I don't know work under those changed conditions um I just thought like you know what can I do that's going to bring me closer to my my family I had given up so much time with my son and my husband because I worked almost every weekend as a florist. Um, I was like, what is gonna just get me closer to what I really truly want in life? And that was, um, I guess just, it just felt, it was a great fallback, I guess. Like I love painting um, and that was just the natural next step. So that's what I did. And very quickly (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I made that transition because I've learned, as you guys know, that decision-making is huge, huge, huge. Huge. It collapses time. And so Mm -hmm. I just made that decision and I shifted very quickly into a new practice. That's amazing. Would you say that aside from quick decision-making, there were other things that you gained from your experience um, having the floral business that you were able to translate over to your business as a um, contemporary artist? I basically learned that I could... um, do anything (laughs) floral design is so it's so intense uh you have to be so patient and so um so quick on your feet you have to just uh course correct so quickly um you yeah I realized that um that I had a love for for helping people and Mm. for helping them during um you know, stressful situations where they really had no idea how to navigate out of what I knew as a simple situation because I had done it so often um, as a florist. Like I knew exactly how the day was going to go mm-hmm. in terms of, yeah, the flowers. But um, I just, I think that's what I actually loved the most about being a florist. When I say that anything could have fallen into my lap and it just happened to be flowers. Um, I, obviously I loved I loved the creative, um, like all that I learned creatively as a florist, but it was essentially the, the, the relationship building and my time with, um, 
you know, other vendors and other florists and my wonderful clients, mm. um, I learned that that's what I loved the most. I mm. loved just oh, making a those rapport. genuine, yeah, yeah making yeah. those genuine connections. Um, I guess I also learned the importance of purpose, I guess. Um, and what do you mean by that? Um, that even though it was so wonderful to to take that risk and learn about this new industry and um, and challenge myself, it never and like I said, I had wonderful clients and made amazing lifelong friends uh, friendships. I there was it just was not like a hundred percent fulfilling in the way of um, the impact that I wanted to make. So I did learn from that experience. Um, that although it was fulfilling in some ways and it was lucrative in some ways and um, rewarding in some ways, I just was, I needed more. So I guess that's something that I learned from my six years of running that business that I just had more of an impact I wanted to make. That's cool. I was wondering like what the similarities were between like you as an artist using flowers and using painting um, as different mediums. Like what are you ultimately trying to do with these um different mediums and the things that you create with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, one other thing that I actually realized, um, just looking back at how, how I operated as a new business owner, mm-hmm. um, just looking back, I've, I've learned the importance of leadership and confidence and patience and um, the importance of building a team and understanding what your clients want. Like those are all things that when I look back at my time, um, and I got to tell you, like from making all of these shifts, I it is actually hard for me to even remember this <laughs> life that I had as a florist wow. only a year ago, because wow. I feel like I've just made this, I don't know, everything that's happened with the pandemic, I feel has just like forced us to just become, I don't know, different versions of ourselves. I don't know if you, if you feel the same. Oh, yeah. I definitely think yeah, there's it's... an opportunity there. To, yeah, to become a, sure. an updated new version of yourself. And it's kind of your choice, your your decision, what that version is going to look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like a reframe of your perspective on things. Mm-hmm. When the kind of the, the norm that we were just so used to and took for granted kind of gets removed, it forces like a, a perception shift, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so looking back, like I'm just realizing, I'm seeing all of these um, these similarities between where I am right now with the business that I'm building now compared to the business that I had then. Um, and like, in essence, it's all the same sort of fundamentals. You know, you need to be a strong mm-hmm. leader. You need to understand your clients. You need to build a strong team. I mean, I and I, and I actually never did that with Floral. And I think that that made a big a big difference. I never built a strong foundation of a, yeah, of that team and that support. Yeah. Do you think like, um, when you started that business, did you, were you in touch with the, the purpose of it or did you just kind of just went with it? And, um, Mm -hmm. that's just something like we've learned in building a business, um, is creating that like purpose like Mm -hmm. connecting the purpose to the work you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's something that can get so easily overlooked Mm -hmm. um but when it's not there you can see why especially in like a demanding business like floral 
like floral design why if the purpose isn't there it would kind of fizzle out for you a hundred percent a hundred percent um I also just I had I only started doing mindset work at the very end of my floral journey um so I feel like I was just sort of going blindly through Mm through my day to day as a, as a florist. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like, so there wasn't that purpose. There wasn't anything really driving me every day. Um, I was just trying to keep my head above water. And like I said, when I, when my priorities changed after having my son, um, I didn't realize that I, even though I loved aspects of, of the business, I loved the, my clients. I, if I said yes to an opportunity, I was saying no to my, my family. So like, I didn't realize that subconsciously I was closing the business with it. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, I hate to say it, but I felt like I was almost like sabotaging the business just so that I could Mm. have that time back with my son and my husband. Yes. So, oh yeah. So sorry. So nearing the end. Um, so I found like I was doing huge, huge events as a florist and then um, I was actually noticing a florist friend of mine who was just like killing it. She was newer to the industry and she was just excelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had asked her like, what are you doing? What is your secret? And <laughs> she was actually like doing, she was invested in mindset uh, coaching. And she was just operating on a completely different frequency. Her level of awareness mm-hmm. was just like, so much greater than mine. I mean, I had none. I was just chasing my tail basically every day. Um, I immediately followed in her footsteps. I invested in in mindset coaching as well. And I actually ended up having the best three months of revenue just from when oh, I started. And wow. over the winter, which is a very quiet time for florists. So I actually mm. um, wow. made my, my most money in those months. Um, and then the not a coincidence, I'm sure. Not a coincidence. <laughs> and then the pandemic happens. Oh, so wow. yeah. Wow. So when you started with the painting practice, mm-hmm. um, you now have mindset coaching under your belt mm-hmm. going into that. Mm-hmm. So how did you approach it differently than you did when you started the floral business? Um well, I mean, so it's funny, like I when I used to paint, that was 12 years ago. Um, I was, you know, kind of out of, you know, freshly out of art school. And that was just all that I did. I was just a painter. And I, I did not have any mindset work going on at that time at all. Um, you know, I'd sleep in late, I was undisciplined, um, unmotivated, but actually very confident as a painter. But Hmm. this time around, I had the mindset to to push me very like courageously towards opening up an art practice. So I had all of those things in place. I was very disciplined, waking up early in the studio early, like organized, um, efficient, all of that, but zero confidence as an artist. Mm. And I think, I think we, as we get older, unless we've got that mindset work going for us and unless we have a mentor helping us through the process, Mm. um, we get in our own way. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that knowing how powerful the mind is and how powerful our thoughts are, um, I definitely 
approached my art practice from a place of um, mindfulness <laughs> is the easiest way to say it. Um, <laughs> I definitely paid more attention to what I was thinking and what I was believing. Um, I noticed, I guess, yeah, my level of awareness had increased to the point where I was able to course correct very quickly. And I kind mm. of knew how I could correct things. Whereas six years earlier, starting off as a florist, I had no idea. Like, unless you're studying, unless you're aware of mindset, like you just have no, how would you ever know to think differently? Because you don't even know that that's mm-hmm. the starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no awareness. Yeah. No awareness. Um, would you say that in the past you would have kind of gone, let your feelings guide you more than they than now? Absolutely. I would have let all of my anxieties um, <laughs> make my decisions. Um, I would have procrastinated. I would have, yeah, that's old. That's old me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like with the, with the art practice, um, if I came across a challenge or like, I just very quickly was able to recognize that it was my in- internal you know, thought process and my limited beliefs. And I had the tools from the mindset program to, to shift very quickly. Like I knew, I knew how to change that way of thinking in order to change the result. So I actually, one thing that was, that was quite interesting. Like I found that I couldn't finish a painting. Like it was just a a terrible habit of starting a painting. My thoughts would just you know, start going wild. I started thinking like, oh, you know, who's going to buy this? Um, you know, yeah. Like who's going to buy this? Um, imposter syndrome. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. Like, is this really good enough? Like, is anyone actually going to pay money for this? Like maybe you should look at Instagram for the 10th time and see how someone (laughs) else is doing it. And that obviously wasn't working for me. Like I was painting over paintings. I was starting and then like just putting the painting away and starting a new one. Mm -hmm. And like paints are expensive. That was no, (laughs) no way to run a business. Um, So I actually had to, and this is a tool that I obviously know from, from mindset work. Mm -hmm. I had to write out an affirmation about how I was a strong artist, how I was confident and I knew exactly what I was doing. And this, um, you know, this power, I'm, it could sound woo woo, but it's, I absolutely <laughs> believe in it and it, and it works. Um, this power was flowing through me and through my hands, through the paint onto the canvas. And oh my gosh, love that. Yeah. That I knew exactly what I was doing and that I'll know exactly when I'm finished. And I, who, you know, whoever I'm painting this for is already like waiting for it. Like all of these things. <laughs> oh my that, gosh. So good. Um, that, <laughs> which I guess to yeah. to loop back sorry to um, what we were talking about at the beginning of the like the c-type mm. version of yourself like that is a good example yeah of what a c-type version of yourself would be right yeah exactly <laughs> and I had to write this down and I recorded it and I would listen to it and I would listen to it while I was actually painting wow um, amazing yeah to actually finish a piece and finish it <laughs> yeah. confidently and know when it's done and to know when to just set it aside and move on yeah um it's amazing yeah it's and an I incredible often... application of the mindset work if you ask me because with my mm-hmm. level of familiarity with it it seems like you took like a list of things that you were doing you spotted them and then you reframed them and changed them into new programming 
that was going to serve you into getting the results that you wanted. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. so it's a really cool like way that you described kind of bridging the knowing doing gap to get to exactly. yeah, a place that you... <laughs> that feels a lot better to you, which I think is so inspiring. And I hope people are listening closely to that part. Yeah, yeah, I hope so too. And I think that that's definitely what inspired my desire to move into mindset coaching, um, which Mm. just my own experience in the studio with these struggles and knowing deep down that I was the reason why I wasn't getting the results that I wanted. I was Mm -hmm. the reason why I wasn't finishing a painting. It was not my audience. It was not the... um, the the possible future clients um saying no you know someone right. looking at my website and rejecting my pieces it was mm-hmm. none of that it was completely 100 percent me it was not my limited talent like it was none of that mm-hmm. none of those thoughts right. that i had um wow. sounds like a moment where you really took 100 percent responsibility and it sounds mm-hmm. like that was empowering mm-hmm. for you exactly oh, so empowering so liberating too yeah absolutely because how are you how are you going to sell a painting that isn't finished totally you're not yeah you're not yeah so so um we've been we've been dropping this term a bunch so far in the conversation of mindset work Mm -hmm. mindset coaching which we're all familiar with obviously because we've done this work together in a group together but for anyone that's listening that might not understand what that term means exactly and this might be a really good segue into discussing what your new career is all about (laughs) um how would you describe how would you describe mindset work and why do and why would people want to do mindset work oh. why the heck would they want to do that <laughs> i say why wouldn't they want to do that well what i understand now um being a client of the of mindset work is um that essentially everything all of our results everything that we're experiencing um on a daily basis is the result of what we're thinking what's going on in our minds um <laughs> Our thoughts Sounds so simple, but so, <laughs> so complex. Yeah, um, our thoughts control everything. You know, everything. whatever you think, it um, it impacts like every cell in your body, the mm-hmm. way that you feel, and that then makes you act in a certain way. And so, when you go out into the world and you're acting in a certain way based on your belief system, based on your thoughts, you're going to get a reaction from everyone and everything around you and that creates your results and um, that was like the most beautiful explanation by the way (laughs) so well articulated (laughs) yes so good thank you well I mean I love this I love this work I'm up Mm -hmm. early in the morning studying it every day with a smile on my face and I was not this person before Um, I love sleeping and you know okay so this is the funny thing this is the funny thing about purpose because when I had my floral business, I loved it, but oh my goodness, like did not want to, you know, I never had that like burning desire to just like hop out of bed. Mm-hmm. Then when I shifted into painting and I felt more aligned with, um, I guess I felt more grateful for that experience because it allowed more time with my family and it just more, more, um, more time freedom. Um, it sort of like got me like lit more of a spark in me, but like still not enough. And then when I had this like big epiphany and realized the impact that I could make by becoming a mindset coach and teaching my own clients all of this beautiful material that I've had the privilege of learning over the past uh, year and a bit, I mean, it is like 
like game over. Like mm-hmm. I am like nothing is getting in the way of me turning like all of this into um, everything that I imagine it to be. And I really, really want to, I want, I want to share this material with everyone in the whole world. Is there uh, someone in particular you'd like to help with this material, like uh, other artists or um, people who feel stuck in a certain way or everyone? Yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously I relate to artists. I relate to parents. Um, it's funny because when I started off in mindset coaching, um, as a client, it was all based on, you know, how do I get more revenue? How do I get better results in my business? Um, I didn't realize I didn't, I couldn't see into the future. I didn't realize that the pandemic was going to happen. I was going to end up closing that business, but, um, but there were the results that showed up in all the other areas of my life. That was, that was amazing. Um, like, uh, I never took a uh, mat leave with my son because I worked all the time as a florist. It was a new business mm. and I just, wow. I was devoted and I, my husband took pat leave. Mm. So I, that really impacted my relationship with my son. Um, mm. he was so used to being around his dad. I was not really there that often. And so when I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to scale back a little bit. I'm not going to work as often. I'm going to spend more time as a mom. He, I had already created that, um, that dynamic, um, where he, he actually resisted being around me. He did not mm. wow. feel comfortable with me like he did with his dad. And it oh. was heartbreaking. Oh, gosh. Mm. So, so yeah, back to, you know, starting off in mindset coaching just to get more money from my business. And that obviously, you know, was impacted with COVID, um, fast forward, I've got these tools to now relate to my son more. Um, I'm spending more time with him and I now just understand the way that the mind works and the way that it just impacts every area of our lives. We now have Mm -hmm. such a beautiful relationship. Mm -hmm. We Uh are so bonded and, um, he talks about, he, he, he's four years old and he, he talks about the terror barrier and he talks about paradigms and higher faculties and the, and the power of intuition and imagination. So, wow. That's amazing. amazing. That's actually an interesting part of it is, uh, like using the mindset work to, um, with children, right? Mm -hmm. Like as a parent, um, can you talk a little bit more about, that part of it, like how you as the parent have, can reframe things mm-hmm. and then what, how you kind of teach it to him. He's four. Like, so that's, those are some big concepts mm-hmm. to understand at four. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's one, there's one law cause so in mindset work, I mean, we're working with the laws of the universe. Um, one of them, I mean, everything's energy. So essentially like everything's energy. So the, the, the law around, um, perpetual transmutation of energy um, is basically I apply that anytime that he's having some sort of um, I don't know like I can just feel like blood sugars dropped and he's a, a you know about to have a a moment um, <laughs> I just obviously I get him food but I also um, <laughs> you should feed him yeah, <laughs> people. it's not just mindset work it the works wonders <laughs> children need food um, but I'm able to just like calm myself to the point where I 
pass along that energy to him. It absolutely mm. works. Gosh. Um, I use that at nighttime. It's so funny because sometimes like I'll, <laughs> I'll lie in bed with him and I'll be thinking about um, a song in my head or something funny and he will start laughing. I know that that sounds oh so wild, God. but like that wow. energy, we're so connected now um, that I pick That's up on that. Amazing. So, oh. so to answer your question, like the, the clients that I would love to work with um, mostly are parents. I just feel like oh. the, the, um, your patterns and your beliefs are formed at such an early age that I... I now understand the importance of, um, of calm, empowering parenting from a young age. Mm-hmm. Like you just become that person that you're programmed to be at such a young age. So that's, that's probably what I'm most drawn to. Oh, yeah. that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. That is so valuable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have to, I'm so curious. Um, sorry, was I going to cut you off there, Kelsey? Mm- no, I was trailing. Okay. <laughs> Perfect timing. Are you thinking for me about your in. own child? Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious um, when you were describing what was going on with your son and like having kind of like um, like the resistance that you were talking about. Um, I imagine that probably was difficult to go through as a mother. I'm not. I'm not a mother, so I don't know. But um, I imagine that would have been kind of challenging. Mm-hmm. And I wondered like where your level of awareness was at at the time, like. Did you know, did you know that your results were like a result of your like last of past thinking, your current results are come from Mm -hmm. past thinking and that you would have the control or the ability to build this beautiful relationship that you speak of now through mindset work and being intentional and being really self-aware? Yeah. I mean, yes, it was, it was awful. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to beat around the bush. It was awful. Real talk. Real talk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Realizing that I had devoted all of my time and energy to building a business and seeing the results of that, um, essentially choosing the business over my son. I mean, like I've talked about this quite a lot where, you know, everyone will say, oh, but you know, you, you, you did what you needed to do. Like you, how would you abandon your business? You had committed to your client. So like that was a choice that I'd made. I, and I own that and I feel, I feel proud of that mm-hmm. um also my husband's amazing so like I, I felt comfortable mm-hmm. with him that allowed me to just sink into my work and build mm-hmm. the business um but yes in those moments where he was resisting me and I couldn't even approach him to console him mm-hmm. um I knew right away um that that I had to course correct that I had to step step in immediately and make a change. And thankfully, from what I know about mindset work, I knew that that um, everything that had happened previously had absolutely no impact on what was going to happen okay. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in those difficult moments, it was purely the result of the past. The past. Okay. So I, I very confidently made those changes right away. I probably... Um, yeah, that's why when I think when everything happened with the pandemic and I was given the opportunity to shift, I was sort of grateful because mm-hmm. now I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to take this very important part of my life back. Yeah. yeah. 
And yeah, and at, the, yeah. at that point with your awareness of decision-making and that you have the power to decide what you want mm-hmm. to happen next, mm-hmm. um, it mm-hmm. sounds like you really use that um, in a way that served you to build that relationship with your son that you'd wanted yeah. so, so much. Yeah, I, for sure. I just wanted to touch on that in case there were other women that could relate to that situation and, and let them know that they, sure. there's, it's, it's not, it doesn't have to be how it is. You can mm-hmm. take it into your hands and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad it. that you, that you mentioned that Shannon, because, um, I do remember very consciously thinking I am taking control of this mm-hmm. from this point on and knowing that, um, it all stems from a strong decision and I decided I had to make a decision in that moment that I was going to have a, a beautiful relationship with my son, that it wasn't too late. It's never too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and I, I do notice that when, I, when there was a difficult situation where he was resisting me, um, I made that like mental shift and I thought, no, this isn't how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And I immediately saw a shift in him. It was like he picked wow. up on, on a different version of myself. I mean, that is another, um, example of that C type version. Right. Um, I was like, no, I'm a strong, um, compassionate mom. Um, I'm, you know, he is my, he is my most important thing and like screw everything else. Mm-hmm. This is the role <laughs> I'm playing now. Did you have to yeah. at any point like fight off a, um, the urge or like the temptation to beat yourself up over the situation or or did that not come into play at all? Uh, it definitely, yeah, that was definitely present in the beginning. My husband helped a lot with that. Um, um, but no, I think this work is so powerful that I, um, I was just like, no, I'm not, that's not, that's not, um, that's not going to accomplish anything going down that like self-sabotage mm-hmm. road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like own your shit, move on. Love it. <laughs> Honestly. That's so powerful. Yeah. Working with children, especially like young children, um, is such a great test of like the relationship between being responsible for your thoughts, which then inform how you feel versus mm-hmm. feeling something and that, that informing your thinking. And especially with young kids, because they're so they're emotionally untouched unintelligent still right emotions run high Mm -hmm. they react very strongly and through my parenting experience like I've always been really susceptible to my daughter's emotions so when she's freaking out it makes me want to have an emotional reaction but so then that's informing the way you're thinking about the situation but when you're taking control of the way you're thinking that comes out and how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and it carries over into them in that moment right Mm -hmm. I hope that made sense it totally made sense absolutely and it's such a great example to set to yeah. For the kids to take responsibility. You're the parent, right? Like you have the ability to be in control of that. And so you set that example for them. Yeah. Right. As opposed to having the emotional reaction right back at them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This exactly. is such, such a great example of how doing this type of mindset work not only benefits you, but the other people in your surrounding mm-hmm. in such a mm-hmm. deep and important way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also... Um, I think understanding how your mind works and understanding what we need to, as adults to course correct and to sort of get on the other side of those feelings. Um, I've, I've been able to very quickly tap into that with, with my son. So, you know, 
when he's saying certain things like, oh, I'll never be able to do this or I'll never be able to find mm. like such silly things too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I know. So self-sabotaging. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I just know like the importance of like validating how he's feeling mm. of just being really calm, coming down to his level. Oh, and amazing. then, yeah, getting, getting him to a place where we can just like make that shift. Like it's yeah. actually so simple when you understand it. It is. Yeah. 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 It's fun to kind of play around with that too. Like I, I, I find myself trying it with like little things with my daughter. Like <laughs> one thing we always do is like we play a lot of board games. So we play like snakes and ladders, for example. Mm-hmm. And she'll be playing and she'll be like, oh, I hope I don't get that snake. So that I go down, you know, you know how it works. <laughs> And I'm like, how about instead of thinking about the snake, let's think about the ladder that comes after the snake. Mm-hmm. So let's just think about getting to that ladder as opposed to not getting to that snake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like it seems so trivial, mm-hmm. but it's such an interesting way to like kind of test that thinking out with little things. Yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. To give like a, a concrete example that applies to Carrie, it's Carrie wasn't like, um, Carrie was like, I want to be a painter, not I don't want to be a florist. If that right. makes sense. Oh my right. goodness. Mm-hmm. You know that that's the first time I've, I've actually thought of that. <laughs> nice. I've just been on such a roll with just like transitioning, like continuously into what felt right. Um, mm-hmm. That's so funny, Shannon. I've actually never even <laughs> thought of it in that way. Um, and what about like the mindset work in terms of like when we're talking about parenting, like it carries over to our children, obviously. It works for us personally. Mm-hmm. But there's also like our partners or whoever whoever you might be co-parenting with. Like how how do you see that trans transferring to like your husband, for example? Oh, great question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um I you know what it's so funny. I I definitely think we have I think I'm showing up as a much better version of myself. So I think that that's having a wonderful impact on all of my relationships, um, mm-hmm. especially my husband. Um, I mean, it's been, it's been challenging in the way that like, um, I mean, parenting stuff aside, but you guys know, like just from, from our, from our journey together, like you've heard me talk about my goals. They're big, like, mm-hmm. I've, and they're, they're big for me, which means like, Every time, you know, I come up with some new big goal, my husband's like, oh, God, not again. Um, yeah. I think he has sort of had to adjust himself to, like, adapt to <laughs> to where where my mind is going and where my mind is mm-hmm. shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, the support, I'm actually seeing such beautiful support from him, especially with this, um, with, yeah, transitioning into opening up my, my own coaching, mindset coaching business. Um, I think he just knows like big, big stuff's happening, big stuff's happening. And you're, you're either with me or you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Coming along for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That could be a really tricky part of uh, goal setting um, because obviously you want your partner, like your life partner, to be on board with it. But when you're seeing these big visions in your head, you can't necessarily have the expectation that other people will see the same thing and believe the same thing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just have to be okay with that and do it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> show it, show them the proof that it can work. Yeah. But 
Um, that can be tough. Yeah. And I mean, I don't like to, to say this or talk in this way, but I mean, it's just one thing I'm going to share because I think it's certainly helped um, in my approach to my marriage and any kind of relationship in my life right now is I've, I've kind of just stopped making decisions past today and tomorrow. <laughs> Not decisions. Um, I guess thinking or concerning myself with any events past today and tomorrow. And I, I found that when I, I set some big goals um, that would have, I set a big goal that I've sort of just pushed aside for the time being, but I am going to still accomplish it. And it's, and it's, you guys are aware of it. It's the one that would move my family out of the city. So right, like that has right. a big impact on, on other people, not just myself. Um, mm-hmm. And that was very challenging at the time. Like my husband was like, I'm good here. Like this is our life. This mm-hmm. is where we're comfortable. Like, why are you doing this? So I love my husband. I hope we're married forever and ever and ever. But in order to... <laughs> to sort of um, stay focused on my own goals and my own growth, okay? Because like, I'm married to him, I'm best friends with her, I have my son, I've got this and that. At the end of the day, you're you're kind of just, it's you. And you need to stay focused on you. I, I have to sort of tell myself like, you know, obviously I love my husband, I wanna be married to him forever, but, um, but I'm so passionate about my goals and I'm so committed and laser focused on, on continued growth and expansion that I kind of had to just tell myself, I'm only going to focus on, um, what needs to be dealt with today and tomorrow. And that also applies to all the relationships in my life. So today and tomorrow, I would like to be married to my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that that might sound silly. And I know that maybe if my mother-in-law is listening to this right now, she might be thinking, oh, no. But um, <laughs> That's, I yeah. kind of feel like that is a necessary approach to everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to think, I didn't want somebody else to inhibit w- my direction, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um, completely I think yeah I think this is such a relatable point okay it's a tough one to talk about it's a tough one to talk about because you're not necessarily saying that you want to divorce your husband like Mm -mm. that's not at all what you're saying Mm -mm. what you're saying is you're not going to concern yourself with that like it's almost like you're making the assumption that by pursuing these goals and these big changes means the downfall of your marriage Mm -hmm. but you can't assume that right yeah so why put your energy there exactly why not why not believe that by pursuing these big goals and changes your husband will come around and he'll end up loving it he'll be so grateful mm-hmm. that he came along for the ride because your your lives are so much better than they exactly. ever would have been exactly mm-hmm. and so like you guys know like we don't in in goal setting um and mind and mindset work in general like we don't concern ourselves with outside circumstances mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and so that's such a great, like what you just said, Kelsey, is, is such a great example because I, you know, when I set this goal of living out in the country and I wanted it to be a certain way and that meant that we have to leave the city. Like in my mind, because I was 
had a limited mindset at that time, I thought, okay, the only way to make this happen is to uproot my family. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, my husband was not thrilled about that, obviously. And so <laughs> I had to sort of like take a back seat or, or just step back and shelf that idea for a moment and think, I'm not changing that goal, but I'm going to change the way that I go about it. And I'm so grateful that I did because that was before any of the painting stuff happened. I set this goal as a florist. I thought Mm -hmm. the way that I'm going to achieve this like magical life out in the country is by, is purely on um, the success of my floral business. Little did Mm -hmm. I know that I was going to make all of these changes over time. And I now have such a more um, purposeful approach to the life that I want to create in the country. Um, because of my mindset coaching practice. Mm -hmm. And I also know that you can have it all. You don't have Mm -hmm. to choose this or that. So now I'm like, oh my goodness. Like everywhere that I'm going right now um, is going to be more lucrative than I imagined. It's going to be more successful. So we can have our home in in the city. We can have our home in the country. No one's being uprooted. And my husband is now picking up on all of that. And he is like so on board with everything I'm doing now. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. You can have it all. Yeah. You can, can have, have it all. all. It's not this or that. It's mm-hmm. yeah. And, oh, it's and, so and. funny. It's, mm-hmm. it's so funny because, um, it's so easy to get limited like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You, when you open, have those moments where you open up your mind to realize like, Oh, holy shit, I can't have everything I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we exactly. have to, we actually have to be pretty conscious, consciously aware about allowing ourselves to receive good in, in life. It's pretty wild because mm-hmm. we're kind yeah. of programmed in a certain way and without, giving intention like without putting intention or attention towards it we just let the programming run mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. it's also like why in this mindset coaching that we all do um the concept of like getting caught up in the how of something mm-hmm. so getting caught up in like how is this going to work in the future how is how is this going to play out the more you get caught up in that the more limited you become mm-hmm because you're not necessarily seeing all the possibilities yet because mm-hmm. you're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, like all these dreams that I had of this property that I want to have in the country, um, it was so limited in in its potential um, compared to how I view it now. It has so much more substance now because I've learned wow. so much over the past year Um, you know, you guys know how passionate I am about social justice and, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, like had I just thought, you know, screw it, we're, we're, we're selling our house in the city, we're moving to the country, we're opening up this, you know, retreat that's only available. Oh my God, I'm giving away all my, my, Mm. my goals, (laughs) the details on my goal now, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I wanted to open up a retreat out in the country and basically, um, have it serve wealthy, privileged people. Like that's what I, that's what I knew at that time. I had no idea that the past year was going to open my mind up so much mm-hmm. to the changes that need to take place in our world in terms of social justice and health and mindset. And um, yeah, like the, yeah. So not getting caught up in the how something's going to happen is so important because I'm so now... <laughs> A year later, I'm dreaming up ideas that are going to help um, impact the lives of so many people. 
It is mm-hmm. so, that's what gets me out of bed. And there's that purpose. That's the purpose. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but why don't you share with us a little bit about where you see your new business going? Mm-hmm. What does the future look like for Carrie? Yeah, and how do you plan on balancing the painting with the consulting? I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know yet how I'm going to balance the two. And I've become... And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I've become comfortable with that idea. I've sort of... Exactly. That's the whole approach mm-hmm. of... Um, let it be fun and let it be easy. Amazing. Um, I, I, and also not thinking about past today, like what I need to concern myself with today and tomorrow. I was thinking mm-hmm. a lot about like, oh, well, what are people going to think? You know, I've announced that I'm this artist and now I'm announcing that I'm a coach and it's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Another announcement. Another right. announcement. <laughs> there are going to be lots of announcements for me. I'm not yes, done so get used to it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> um, so in terms of that, I mean, I'm loving the paintings that I'm doing right now. I've got some beautiful commissions on the go. Um, nice. But I'm also, you know, really dedicated to getting my my mindset coaching business off the ground and, mm-hmm. um, you know, impacting as many lives as possible. So um, working with as many clients as as, um, as possible. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it may just be a beautiful blend of the two for the time being. Um but in terms of my coaching, I mean, like I, I think everyone can use, can use um, some help with sure. how they're mm-hmm. thinking and improving yeah. their their results in every area yeah. of their life. I feel like so. no matter where anyone is at, there's always room for more growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Absolutely. So I work. Um, I'm consulting on behalf of the Proctor Gallagher Institute. Um, right. Bob Proctor is uh, like a. I mean, you guys are are aware of him. He's um, famous from the movie The Secret. He's um, <laughs> what he's how he's turned his own his own life around is is absolutely um, inspiring. Mm-hmm. So uh, between him and Sandy Gallagher, um, who you guys also know, like they created Thinking Into Results. Um, that is the program that I have grown so much from, and I am going to be facilitating that material to my own clients and. It is. I'm so. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful mm-hmm. for being in a place, like with my floral business, that was not fulfilling me to the point where I pursued, like, the avenue of learning more about how my mind works. Mm-hmm. It has been a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very exciting stuff, yeah. and. No doubt that uh, you're going to find massive success with this. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool yeah. to talk to you in these early stages and can't wait to follow along yeah. with you. how it unfolds. Yeah, yeah. Before we finish the conversation, is there anything that we forgot to ask you that you um, that you want <laughs> to share? share? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I, I just also want to point out like how amazing you guys are and oh. how like you are like walking, breathing proof of how powerful your life can be when you change the way that you think. Because, I mean, I've been on this journey with you guys for over a year now and mm-hmm. um, seeing what you've pulled off with Found Her is absolutely amazing. And like the lives you're changing, my God. So forget about me on this podcast. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like I need to 
pump you guys up a bit because yeah, self-image is so important and you guys are bringing that out in all of your clients, including me. So that's it. Thank you. Oh my gosh. That's such a best compliment. compliment. Yes. Thank you. It's great feedback. We weren't, we weren't fishing just for the record. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to say about us? <laughs> um, uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow along with you? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say for now, um, I'm still using my Instagram for my paintings. Um, it's roadside.studio. Um, I would say that's the best place to to find me um and then I'm just gonna like filter everyone over to my Facebook the name of my coaching company is the curated mind mm. um so oh it's a private group gosh. yeah I love that thanks love that. um so it's already on Facebook it's so on Facebook as a private page so I guess I have to okay the curated mind okay mm-hmm. amazing yeah love that name well thank you so much for joining us carrie it was amazing to hear your story it's so inspiring thank you yeah. thank you as well all right well thanks everyone for listening and have a wonderful day see you next time <laughs>